0: Kristen from the MK Productions podcast, better known as Miss Filmingo. Today we are talking to Gigi Gaston. Yes, she is the director behind the latest action film, Nine Bullets. The film stars Lena Headey from a little show you guys might know called um, Game of Thrones. And as well as Sam Worthington, Dean Scott Velasquez, Lala Anthony, Martin Seemser, and Barbara Hershey. The film follows a former burlesque dancer turned author, played by Lena Headey, who discovers a second chance at life and redemption when she risks everything to rescue her young neighbor after he witnesses his parents murder. Now on the run from the local crime boss played by Sam Worthington, who happens to be her longtime ex. She makes a desperate attempt to get the boy to safety. Nine bullets will be available in theaters and on demand starting today. That's right, April 22nd, so be sure to check it out this weekend. I wanna thank Gigi for taking the time out of her busy schedule to speak with me and go out and support her latest project. You can also support this show, the M.A.K. Productions podcast, on Patreon, and please consider following us on our socials, which will be linked down below. And thanks for listening. Let's kick it off to me talking to Gigi. First of all, such an honor to be speaking with you, and uh, congratulations on the film. So Thank you. The honor you- is mine. <laughs> <laughs> so, how does it feel now to have this film released out to audiences?
1: I'm just so grateful. I'm so grateful to the team. I mean, and I'm grateful. Like I get to
0: talk to young kids like you, you look very young. <laughs> uh, oh, that's so nice. I'm like 26. I still, but I still like to act like a kid. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I, I'm with you. Don't ever stop. All yeah, right? No, I'll never stop. Um, so uh, did you get to see the movie. I did. I actually watched it, uh, Monday night. So, oh, I really yeah, so I always like when I uh, get into like an interview type thing, like if, when I get privileges and honors to speak with, you know, a director or an actor, I always like to view the project first and get an idea and feel for the creative process behind it. So let's talk about the creative process behind it. Where did this idea start from?
1: Well, it started from this moment when I was a little kid.
0: Oh, that,
1: that's Gypsy Rose Lee, who is a famous burlesque dancer that's oh, sweet. on her lap. And so actually, you know, it starts from everything, but, but real, really, I remembered that moment so well. I'm like this little eight-year-old and she's like going, you know, men see this and, and they only see this in me, but what's really important is what's between this, this is going to get you out of everything. Mm -hmm. This is the better way to make a living basically here. (laughs) And so, or not a better way, but she just said. This is an amazing asset that we're not developing enough. And I guess in her era, women had to fight stereotypes more right. than we do. Right. Yeah. And definitely. so I just always remembered that. And I just, I loved how much my kid meant to me in life, you know, and opening up my heart. And so I just started, some idea just came to me like, oh, this would be interesting. Let's just do a movie on a woman who's lived all off of this you know has incredible backstory like you know the backstory from seeing the movie of yes. what it or had this great opportunity to live off of this at front fate took it away from her she lost her scholarship you know and she had to live off of this mm-hmm. and now she's getting a second chance to live off of her brain and again and it's like she thinks that this is her second chance at life and lo and behold nope her second chance at life is this kid that she has to save make the right decision To save him, instead of saying "Stay the fuck behind," you know, fuck about you, I have a book to do, right? Yeah, she makes a reluctant decision to do the right thing, and lo and behold, the second chance is him.
0: I love how it focuses on that because everybody in life deserves a second chance, or and we get to see that through her character, and she's such a really great, strong character. So, what was it like bringing the cast together? Because this cast is like absolutely amazing. So. Who got involved in the process? You're
1: you're giving me goosebumps because not many people give casting directors the credit they're due. And this, it seems that that people are recognizing what an amazing job Mary and Brett did, you know, on this Mm -hmm. movie, Mary Vernu. It's like, I met Mary Vernu crazy way through. My son was friends with this other girl named Drew and her mother was best friends with Mary Vernu. So when I wrote this script, I was like, I have to get a casting director. I'm going to have to find someone with money to get me to this cast, to a casting director. Gee, who could I ever go to? And then I hear Drew's mother talking about Mary Vernieu, and she gave me an intro. Yeah. So I was waiting forever to get to meet this woman because she's so busy, you know, like she did I, Tanya. you know, she did the pink movie, you know, stars born. She's so big and so huge. I was, I was crazy to think she would cast my movie. Okay. Finally, I get a meeting with her and I'm in, I, have a, I have a backpack on me. I don't know why I didn't even mention that. Maybe I was going to kneel on it and I was going to go into her office and beg, seriously beg, say, please, please, please cast my movie. I'll never get this done without you, please. And I, and I literally start to kneel. Oh, and she goes, stop, stop, stop. Gigi, no, we read it. We love it. We want to do it. We laughed. We cried. We love your movie. It, it was like a miracle. And, you know, so many people have so much pride and so much ego. And I just have to tell you throw it out the window because I didn't care. I don't care if I had to kneel to get a chance. I would kneel to get a chance. And, you know, I'm just so grateful. And, you know, so once Mary was on board, um, we still needed a producer. And then I met this one producer who then brought in Cassie and Elways um and who was able to you know he has such respect in the business and so i think it brought in an element that people would trust me an unknown director you know to get this movie done with someone like Cassian who'd done you know the butler mm-hmm. mudbound just great movies and we you know mary was the one who introduced me to lena and you know said you've got to watch her there's something about this woman. And, you know, some people have wanted a younger girl. And I kept saying no, because I wanted the stakes raised. If it's a girl, 26 who's a burlesque dancer. Mm-hmm. Right. And she gets a book deal and the book deal fails. She can go back to burlesque. Yeah. can A woman who's, who's in her mid forties, go back to burlesque. You know, burlesque is kind of over for you at 50 or maybe more, maybe not now, but the old school world, you yeah. know, because we're trying to get through and break those patterns as women, as humans do not have any limitations in life, you know, and at least that's what I believe. I want to break limitations, break down limitations in life, you know? And so that's why it was great to have Lena. And I mean, Lena's body looks like freaking
0: phenomenal. You know? <laughs> yeah. She looked insane for this moment. I loved her performance in it. And along with not just her, but Sam Worthington, because I know Sam from like a lot of like heroic films, like this is a chance I got to see him in a as like a villainous type role. So how did he come into the picture and how what what was his process like bringing him oh, on?
1: Well, he and Lena have two totally different processes. Okay, yeah. Sam like called me up and was like, "Hey, how are you? Like the script? Okay, here's what I want to do." Like he's he's very into creating this character. He really worked on methodically creating this character and why would he say this and why would he say that and I want this tattoo and this is why I want this tattoo and this is why I want this cowboy hat and this this and you know he was very specific and he had other actors that just walk around in life that he liked that kind of dressed that way and he was he really um you know there's some actors like I remember Jane Fonda and Henry Fonda do you remember them or you mm-hmm. two?
0: Oh, yeah. I'm a Jane Fonda fan. Love her for a life. So
1: remember she did On Golden Pond. Yeah. And her dad said, you know, Jane is just so different than me. I just become it. And Jane Mm -hmm. like has to work it up and this and that and really plot and plan. And that's what I think Sam is more like a Jane Fonda. Like he really works through it and works through it methodically. I, I don't know what it's called you know, cause I don't want to label anything. I think mm-hmm. some of our labels today limit us, you know? So I just right. want to say whatever his process is I, at work. And he was just amazing to work with. And so I'm so grateful to hear you say that. And I Aww. feel like emailing him and saying, Hey, Sam, they love you as this character and what you did because he really worked at it. Now the person who carried the movie is Lena. So she yes. works like a, can I swear? Oh, go go like Locker. a motherfucker 24/7. Okay. Like Lena was helping me on the set, off the set, in post. She even came oh, into the editing room with me.
0: I that's mean, she great. Was,
1: she is the most amazing woman, human being I've ever met in my life. And she walks her talk.
0: Mm-hmm. It's great to hear that. Not just she was real just really involved with this process, because you don't often get to hear that many a times when like especially like for a female director for you to like she really takes a hold and really helped you with this project it's really amazing to hear how she did help you a lot with this film
1: yeah and she gave me my freedom
0: yes and we made a
1: pact up front that if we ever we were going to collaborate as artists you know director actor if ever she felt i was missing something to tell me literally say hey i think we need to do this way because Lena's very British, and okay. I'm an American that's very sentimental. So I think we had a good balance. You know, like a couple of times she'd go, you know, I don't think you need all that dialogue there, Gigi. And I'd go, oh, but I love this line. And, then I, and I'd go, all right, all right, do it without, you know, or then okay. sometimes I'd say, I really, really, really need this scene with you to do this moment. And she would do it. I mean, she was amazing. And, and we had both things to, to look at in the editing room, mm-hmm. you know, and which is a whole other beast of making yeah. a movie, but uh, like, and Dean, the little kid is just amazing. He was so green and so brilliant and so giving. And, you know, the little kid that plays Sam. Oh yeah.
0: He's excellent. <sighs> He, 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 he broke my heart a couple of times, especially in that first scene and especially the dog, the little dog. Oh my gosh. Anything with a dog in it just gets me. So I'm just like, you nailed it on that
1: part. I know. And I had to fight for the little dog because they were all worried that the dog was going to distract and oh not behave God. and not be right. And I, I had to have a boy and his dog, you know, after he lost his family, he has to have someone, right? Mm-hmm. I just had to have that dog. And so then I said, until one of the producers, look, here's the deal. Like, I remember this dog trainer when I used to ride horses, he had the funniest act. He told his dog to sit, the dog would lie down. He'd say, come here, it would walk away. So I said, this is what we'll do. It'll be funny. If the dog won't do what it's supposed to do, the little kid will pick up the goddamn dog and drag it with him. You know? yeah. <laughs> like, I just said to have the dog, right? Yeah. So, so that's how my dog got in there. I, I was ready to have, you know, them carry him, do whatever they had to do to make the dog, but the dog did his job, so.
0: Yeah, that's what it does. And one last question for you before I have to wrap up, what inspires you as an uh, artist? Because I could see from all the work you've done, you are continuing to grow. So what inspires you and what are your future projects you would love to work on?
1: What inspires me are people who influence people for the better. Whether, you know, like there's a story I just was pitched by this man who is, it was a boy, a black kid, um, was put in jail for 25 years for shooting. Someone became a preacher in jail, changed everyone's life in jail. He came to me and I'm like, wow, like that's pretty inspirational. I just met him four days ago on the phone.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What inspires me are stories that inspire people, people that have huge obstacles obstacles against them or not so huge obstacles or different obstacles like I want to do this story about my mom my mom was one of the most amazing influences in my life she was a spy during world war ii she was way before her time and what she had to put up against with women is a very interesting story like she had all these circumstances that she had to overcome I have another story that's like a love story set in deliverance which is about civilization versus salvation versus the wilderness, you know, yeah. and it has very big themes of, of stuff that's going on. So like if someone watches this movie and goes, Hey, I could have a second chance. And that's a great, that's a great moment for me as a filmmaker. Cause I have inspired someone to believe something positive, whether you're homeless, wherever you are, there is nothing that can't happen for you for the better. I truly believe that. And we have to open and be open to it. We may think it's a book deal like gypsy when it's Mm -hmm. the love of a kid. She wants nothing to do with, we just don't know where it is. So that's what I'm inspired by. I'm inspired by people that overcome obstacles that um, can inspire me to keep going because you can't quit in life. And it's hard as hell out here. Now you as a, 26-year-old, are you? Mm-hmm. Is amazing. Like if I had to deal with what you dealt with at 26, I don't know if I could handle it. The hatred in the world, the pandemic, a possible World War III that could go nuclear. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, you know, we need all the second chances and hope and inspiration we can get. I will never do a movie that isn't inspirational on some level. Now, maybe I failed at it and it doesn't come off that way. But I want to do films that inspire and keep us all going and keep give us guts and give us the wherewithal to stand up again and not give up on our dreams.
0: Well, I think you are inspiring, not just from the films that you want to tell, but I think just sitting here having a great conversation with you, I found you to be very inspiring. So, again, congratulations on the film. I hope our paths can cross again because I think you were just lovely to talk to and best of luck to success. And I can't wait to see more of your work in the future.
1: Well, thank you. And if you just tell all your friends about the movie, that would be so great.
0: I will. And thank you so much for your
1: time. And you too. Are you kidding? See, you're you're the people that are carrying it on. You know, you're going to be carrying it on for women. You know, like my my future is in your Hands, which you don't know, but it is. All of you 26
0: year olds, keep going. <laughs> we'll, we'll make you proud. At I least know. I hope. <laughs> I can feel it. <laughs> Thank you.